the only thing that will matter in each individual soul's existence, the only thing that will matter is what they've done with Jesus Christ. Amen. And nothing else, they might have done a lot of great things down here on this earth, but it will not matter. The only thing that's going to matter is if you've been saved or not. And the thing is, we get saved on this side of eternity, not the other side. Amen? And so I just beg you, I implore you, look, if, if you're not saved or you're depending on something else besides what I just mentioned, and by the way, it's not what I mentioned, it's what the Bible teaches, you need to be saved here. And just, matter of fact, we, we just stop everything right now, amen, and, and make that happen. Uh, but uh, tonight we're going to be observing the Lord's Supper. For those that may not be familiar with that or what have you, there's different preachers have different um, uh, philosophies about actually who takes the Lord's Supper. I just want to go ahead before we kind of get too far into this and just let you know, uh, Central Calvary Baptist Church, we practice what we call close communion. I don't like the word communion, but, but uh, uh, close communion. And what I mean by that is that uh, you don't have to be a member uh, of Central Calvary Baptist Church to uh, observe the Lord's Supper with us. Uh, but I, you know, you do need to be saved, uh, and you certainly need to be of like faith. And and so, you know, that's between you and God. I can't look into your heart or judge anybody. So nobody's going to question you if if you do take the Lord's Supper. But I will say this: that uh, listen, if if you're not saved, the Lord's Supper is not for you. You need to be saved, you know, and then hopefully down the road you can observe the Lord's Supper. Uh, but we do observe close uh, communion. Uh, that those that, that are saved, that are truly part of the, the body of Christ, uh, you know, uh, that are saved, uh, are welcome to observe Lord's Supper with us, okay? So that's, that's where we're at with that. So I want to just make that clear uh, and uh, not have to do that at the beginning of everything. Uh, but with that said, I want to go ahead and have you turn in your Bibles to the book of Job, chapter 23. Job, chapter 23. I noticed when he's singing the song, these young strapping young men come filing in here. So what's your story? What are you guys doing here tonight? I'm gonna, I love to embarrass young people, so it's just my... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, good. <laughs> amen. 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 Well, that's good. You know, they—I I don't know—they—they they must be Baptists because you know Sunday night church, and I heard something about chicken. So, 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 Amen. So, praise the Lord. They fit right in around here. Well, it's good to have you, young men, with us, and uh, so make yourself at home. All right. But Job chapter twenty-three, doing things a little different. I usually have you stand, but tonight we're going to do things a little different. I just wanted to bring a little message to have time to take the Lord's supper tonight, uh, and uh, maybe sing another song. We'll kind of see how things go here. But uh, tonight I want to preach to you on leaning on the right things. You know, I think sometimes we're, uh, I say we, believers, uh, uh, sometimes we're leaning on the wrong things. We're depending on the wrong things. Um, in other words, we're, what I mean is we're basing our happiness, we're basing our contentment, we're basing our joy. Uh, a lot of times, even as safe people, we can do that. We're basing all those types of things on temporal things. You know, things that aren't going to exist. I said a while ago, there's, there's things in this world that in, there's going to come a time in our existence, they will not matter. You know, possessions, those types of things. Um, we, we base our happiness, our contentment, our joy sometimes on things that are not stable. Uh, we base our contentment, joy, temporal things on things that, that change. And certainly, you know, those of us that are a little longer in the tooth than others, things change, don't they? 
I mean, they, things change. And, and so, you know, things just seem to always be moving and, and not staying the same. And tonight, as we think about the Lord's Supper tonight, as I said, as we remember uh, his, 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 uh, certainly even his birth, his burial, certainly his resurrection, you know, those things that we do in remembrance, first thing we need to do is we ought to be reminded that we have an unchanging God. Amen. Aren't, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that although everything else isn't stable, uh, uh, a lot of people aren't stable, uh, I'm not stable, but God is. Uh, and I don't know about you, but uh, that, that is a, a wonderful comfort to my heart tonight. And, and so we ought to be reminded of that. I mean, he is the rock. He's our, the, the, the pillar of truth, the everlasting hope. And it, and it matters not what we might be going through tonight. Maybe you're going through a very difficult time in your life, but that doesn't change that God is still God. Amen. And, and that's uh, something we can certainly rejoice in. And I want to just look at some things that we can uh, lean on, uh, things that there's five, but we're going to go very quickly with these things, things that are stable, things that are never changing. And of course, they're all connected to God because he's the only one that we could ever ascribe those things to. And, and these are truths that I believe will, will help us to have faith and, and confidence in God, you know. I tell people all the time, you know, sometimes you'll talk to people and say, hey, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. And I'll say, uh, and so when you die, you're going to go to heaven. They'll go, well, yeah, I hope so. I think so. Um, and, of course, that, that doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, so I want you to understand that, hey, we can have confidence in what God says, not only about salvation, but about everything else that he says as well. That we have a, a God that is sound, that, like I said, that rock, that pillar of truth. Uh, all the things that, that in him that we don't see uh, here, again, even when things aren't going well. And so I just want to briefly look at a few things here. And, and again, these are things that we can lean on for stability uh, during those difficult times in life. And, and uh, if maybe you're, maybe you're on the mountaintop tonight, I hope, I hope everybody in here is having a having a great time. I hope everybody in here is being blessed by God, but, but we know hard times come, right? I mean, we, we, we know those times come, and, and uh, we'll continue to come, and uh, as the Bible teaches us, and so there's going to be times we're going to need to lean on things, and we want to make sure we're leaning on the right things. So number one, we're just going to jump right into this. Job chapter 23, I don't know if I told you to go there or not, but it might even be up on the screen. Yeah, that's where we're going to start. It isn't really the main text, but we're going to be looking at a couple verses, different verses. So Job chapter 23, I'm going to give you the point here, and we're going to read uh, what uh, has to say in Job chapter 23. And so, number one, we can always lean on God's complete awareness of our problems. Um, and there's comfort in that. Let's look at Job 23, verse 10. Uh, the Bible says, uh, But he, that is God, knoweth the way that I take. He goes on to say, I'm not going to preach on the last part of this verse, but we do want to be reminded that when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. One of these days, everything's going to be all right. Uh, even that trial or tribulation that you're going through right now, it's going to make you better. Amen? But I want to focus on the first part of the verse because this is comforting to me. But he, now who's he? That is God. God who spoke everything into existence. We might think that God, would. why would God even be concerned about measly old me with everything? Who God is, why would he even, why would he even consider me? But the Bible says that he thinketh upon me. We've talked about that. But verse 10 says, but he knoweth the way that I take. And certainly we understand the book of Job. Job going through a very difficult time. Certainly God was aware of his problems. And I want, I want you to understand that he knoweth the way that you take. 
You know, sometimes it's not that we are going to someone because they have the answer to our problem. But it's comforting to know that others know that I am hurting. Amen? There's comfort just in that by itself to say, hey, I'm, I, you know, whether it's a relative or a brother and sister in Christ, it brings us comfort. And, and, and we, we should also want to be a part of that pain, if you know what I mean, to help shoulder that, to help burden that, to pray for them. And I just want you to understand that we can have comfort in knowing that God knows that you're hurting tonight. If you're hurting, God knows it. Okay? And, and again, that's, that's, uh, I think that's real, real important. And, and what that teaches us is, and we'll look at Isaiah 43 here in just a moment, but it tells us, that it, it's talking about Israel, but certainly we understand that, that we have a God that is so personal. In other words, He knows us individually. He sees us as individual lambs, not just a flock of sheep, but as individual lambs. And the Bible says that He knows us by name. Whoo, amen. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, that's, how, that's how personal we, th this God that we serve, who created all that there is, who sent his son to die on a cross. Listen, that's the God I'm talking about. He's personal. And he's always aware of our situation and, and what we're going through. And nobody else may know what you're going through. And you might be good at putting on a front. You might be able to smile when your heart is broken. But I want you to understand that God knows the way you take. God knows if you're hurting tonight. And that's a wonderful thing. He's always aware of our situation, uh, whether, as I said, others may not know about it. Uh, sometimes uh, people may know about it, but they don't really understand how hard it is. Amen? And it's not maybe they don't want to know how hard it is, but they're just not capable. I just want you to understand tonight, God does. God does. If nobody else does, God does. And we can always lean on God's complete awareness of our problems. Number two, we can always lean on God's care. Now, uh, let's see, let's go to Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41, uh, there in your New Testament there, I think I've actually got it marked already. Yeah, Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41. Now, I want you, I want you to understand, we can always lean uh, on God's care. Notice what uh, verse uh, 10 says, Isaiah 41, 10. This is such a great reminder. This is a lot of people's life verse, a lot of people's favorite verse, especially those that have been through uh, maybe a, a disease of some kind or near death or what have you, went through a very difficult time. They'll read, they'll often quote this verse, Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So not only is God aware of our problems, but he also cares about our problems. You know, sometimes I'm aware, I'll just be honest, I, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I can, I can get a little hard-hearted, a little bit in the flesh, and, and sometimes I can know somebody's having a hard time, but I'll just be honest with you, it doesn't really affect me too much. What I'm saying is somebody can know that we're going through a hard time, but it doesn't mean they care, Right? Uh, God cares. He doesn't only know your problem, but he cares about it. Uh, and, and this verse is certainly reminding us uh, of that as well. Uh, he says, I'll be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. 
If he didn't care, he wouldn't strengthen us, amen? He wouldn't uphold us if he didn't care. And so uh, we can always lean on God's care, uh, completely aware of our problems, but he cares about our problems as well. And sometimes people just, they, again, they may be aware, but, but they don't necessarily care about it, but God's not that way. And I praise the Lord for that. And so we must always remember. Now, don't get me wrong. We, we understand. We've talked about this, preached through this before, through different books of the Bible. We know that sometimes God is chastising us. Sometimes God is even scourging us uh, you know, for correction or what have you. But with that, he's also full of mercy and compassion. Uh, listen, he, 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 he cares about us. Yes, he'll break us, but he's also our buckler. And, and, and he's always ready... Uh, no matter how that pain may come, he's always ready to help and to comfort, encourage, uplift, guide, sustain us. Hey, listen, I want you to understand tonight, he cares. Amen. God, hey, listen, you might, the world might have convinced you that nobody cares about you tonight, but there is a God in heaven that does care about you. Amen. And that's the gospel right there. Amen. That's the truth. Number three, we can always lean upon his faithfulness and trustworthiness. Um, uh, go to the book of Lamentations, the book of Lamentations. And uh, you'll, uh, you'll, the book of Isaiah, you'll see uh, Jeremiah. Then after the book of Jeremiah, you'll see the book of Lamentations. Jeremiah, the author of the book of Lamentations. Chapter 3, Lamentations chapter 3. Number 3, we can always lean upon his faithfulness and trustworthiness. Look at verse 21. I love this. Of course, Lamentations, you know, is, is a pretty sad book when you read it, but this is some of the, the greatest uh, comforting verses you'll read in all of Scripture. And it says there in verse 21, Lamentations 3, 21, and we all know Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, right? But he said this, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. And here's why. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. Now listen, they are new every morning, Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Hey, listen, we, got, we have a, a faithful God, a trustworthy God that we can lean on tonight. He's, he's faithful even when others are not. Uh, even when, hey, listen, he's even faithful when you're not faithful. Amen. <laughs> hey, praise the Lord. Even when we, as Brother Brad was saying, even when we fail him, God is still faithful. Praise the Lord. I, tell you what that's that's awesome that's that's exciting to hear about and so he's always faithful what does that mean well it means that he's always true he's he's always right right amen hey if you ever find yourself at odds with god in other words if you ever find yourself at odds with what this bible says guess who's right and guess who's wrong you're wrong and god's right amen let every man be a liar and god be true that's what the bible says and so he always does what he says he'll do amen he never changes Praise the Lord for that. And others do let us down. Sometimes they don't mean to let us down. And by the way, you've let people down. Hey, it happens, but not with God. We can lean on God, listen, because He is 100% faithful tonight. Amen. And that is a great, great comfort. We can lean on that. We can, we can trust Him, uh, not just 100% trust Him, but we can trust Him 100% of the time. Amen. 
You know, it's easy to trust God when everything's going right, right? You know, I mean, you're hitting all the green lights, you know, and, and, uh, and you have a little windfall of money, and, and uh, you know, everything just seems to be going good. Praise Jesus. Amen. God is good, you know. But when things don't go right, you know, then it's like, oh, you know, woe is me, you know. You know is there a God in heaven? Hey, listen, we can trust him 100% of the time, no matter what we're going through tonight. You can still trust him. You don't have to ever doubt God. Don't let this world talk you out of the truth of God. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, God's not moody. Amen. God's not moody. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, uh, uh, my wife will tell you that that pastor gets a little moody sometimes. Do you believe that? That's hard to imagine that I'm moody, isn't it? I mean, you know. I know that comes to a surprise to you, that, that I'm moody. Uh, but you know what? You're moody. We're all moody, ain't we? God's not moody. Uh, you know, God never says this. He says, well, I'll help you if I can. I'll do my best. I can't guarantee anything, but I'll, I'll try to be there. God never says that. You can trust him. His yea is yea, his nay is nay, Amen. And I praise the Lord for that. You can trust Him to be there in your time of need. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hey, listen, you can trust in His Word, that is the Bible. If uh, God says it, it's settled. I hope you believe it, amen. We can trust in His Word. By the way, if you want to obey God, you've got to trust His Word, amen. When we disobey God's Word, it proves that we don't trust what God says. Faith is faithfulness. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, I have it written down. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. Hey, listen, the Bible tells us that we, we ain't even got enough sense to go in or out. Hey, listen, we need God to lead us. Amen. Number four, we can always lean on God's willingness to, to rescue us. Go to the book of Hosea. That might not be a, a, a chapter that you go to often, but if you know where the book of Daniel is, uh, it's right after the book of Daniel. And uh, so the book of Hosea chapter 6, Hosea chapter 6, I preached through the book of Hosea when I first came here. And that was a tough book to preach through. It started out good, but uh, uh, boy, it, it, uh, it was a good book. I, I enjoyed preaching through it, but uh, it was a difficult book to preach through. But I remember looking at these verses in Hosea chapter 6. Number 4, we can always lean on God's willingness to rescue us. Now, just to give you a little backstory here, uh, this was somewhat prophetic. I, my understanding is, is this is kind of to the remnant of Israel toward the end of days. But what we can look at it tonight and know too that God, what this is telling us, God was what He was willing to do for backslidden Israel. In the book of Hosea, Israel had gotten away from God. God's own people, God's chosen people, were rebelling against God. They were worshiping idols. But even in the midst of that, God was, was, was telling us and, and, and showing Israel here what he was willing to do even for a backslidden Israel. And certainly we can make application today. So notice what it says. Again, you might be struggling with something tonight, but God might be very well saying to you, Hosea chapter 6, verse 1, Come and let us return unto the Lord. Amen. You know, right there, there, hey, listen, that right there will fix your problems when you just return to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, as we talked about scourging, and, 
and the chastising for he hath torn and he will heal us. He is smitten and he will bind us up. Amen. Yeah, God will do those things, but he's always there. Uh, after two days for tonight, we're just going to look at this as, as very, this is how quickly God can work in your life. After two days, he will revive us. And the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. He's saying in a matter of days, backslidden Israel could, be, could, could have revival in their life and be close to God. And I want you to understand something tonight. You might have walked in these doors far from God tonight, but within a matter of minutes, you can leave here close to God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Boy, I'd like to have got another amen or two on that. Hey, listen to me. This is, this is good stuff. Hey, there's no reason to leave here tonight the same way you came in. Amen? God is here. And we've just read what he wants to do for us. Verse 3, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. A lot of great things in that. We don't have time to investigate it. But I want you to understand, this is what God's willing to do for you tonight. I'm telling you, God's in the miracle working business. Amen. And he can save to the uttermost. He says his arm is not too short. Amen. He restores, He redeems, He saves, He rescues. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us that He wishes no, no lost soul would perish. Amen. That none would perish. And He certainly has provided a way of escape through His Son, Jesus Christ. And that a child of God can always lean on God's ability to rescue. And not only that, but His willingness to rescue. That's, hey, listen, we don't have a reluctant God that says, Okay, come on, one more time, let me put you out. Hey, listen, that's not God. Hey, He's willingly, He's like the father of the prodigal son. He's looking, He's waiting, He saw Him afar off. God is waiting for us. Waiting for us. Waiting for maybe somebody in this room tonight to get your heart back right with Him. He is sitting there, He is pleading, He has His arm extended because He's willing. Hey, listen, we're observing the Lord's Supper. That's what this is all about. Amen. I'm going to give you an opportunity here in just a short minute to maybe come and do business with the Lord tonight. You know, we never want to take the Lord's Supper, you know, un, uh, I forget what I'm trying to say here, but in other words, taking a miss. Hey, listen, you know, unworthily, if, 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 if uh, we got something against our brother and sister, we got some bitterness in our heart, hey, listen, you ought not take this Lord's Supper. Amen. Amen. You agree with that? Isn't that what the Bible teaches us? Hey, listen, this is, this is, this is good stuff here. And I tell you what, you can leave tonight rejoicing. He's, he's, willing, he's willing to rescue. He's willing to help you whatever you're going through. All right, Romans 8.28. Go ahead and turn there. Romans 8.28, very popular verse. Many of us probably know it by heart. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Uh, been really... Spending some time in the book of Romans, maybe thinking about preaching through the book of Romans or teaching or something through that. Pray for me as I ask for God's guidance on that. But Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Number 5. We can lean on the fact that God has a plan for our lives. Hey, I want to tell you something. You matter. Every individual in here in this room, every individual that's ever been born or going to be born matters to God. Society may want to throw some human beings away, but God doesn't. Amen. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Hey, listen to me. God loves you as much as he has ever loved anybody. 
He has never loved anybody more than he loves you. Now, I'm not saying you're saved. I'm not saying you're forgiven of your sin. But I just want you to understand, for God so loved the world. And he loves you tonight. Amen? So I want you to understand that. And we can lean on the fact that God has a plan for our lives. Look at uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The Bible says, And we know that how many things? And we know that all things work together for good. Now, a lot of times we'll stop right there, and we don't read the rest of the verse. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. There's a lot of things to say about this verse. Let me just say that God, it's never God's purpose for you to fall into any type of sin or live, live a sinful lifestyle. Let's just get, let's cut to the chase, amen. Well, God allowed me to live that way so that I could get to know God better. No, he didn't. He's not the author of sin, amen. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, God's desire for you is as soon as you come to the age of accountability, and that could be different from anybody, is to get saved <laughs> and never sin, amen. Amen. That's, that's what God wants for you. Now, it doesn't happen. And uh, just because God allows something to happen in our life doesn't mean that he wanted it to happen either. So we, we need to be careful with this verse. But certainly those that love the Lord, those that are called according to his purpose, certainly that is true. And that includes the not every time we're going through a hard time means we've sinned. Uh, trials and difficult times are often used by God to, uh, as I said a while ago, to help us conform to His Son. Trials, uh, certainly if they're handled biblically, as the Word of God shows us, can make us better in the Lord. And for that, we can rejoice. And sometimes it, it certainly takes difficulties in life. And, and again, these things are all up to God. I, I wouldn't even dare say why. And, you know, if you know, something bad happens to somebody, I, I, I stay out of God's business. Amen. But certainly the Bible teaches us that it takes difficulties in life and even tragedies to shape and mold us. And certainly only God's in control of the level of that hurt that comes into our life. It's completely up to God. And His ways are above our ways. We just have to trust Him. Yet we can always say, as we read there a while ago in the book of Job, But He knoweth the way that I take. When He hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Hey, listen, we can lean on the fact that God has a plan for our lives tonight. So as Layla comes, we have five things we can lean on. God's awareness of our problems. God cares. God's faithful, trustworthy. God is always willing to rescue us. And God has a plan for our lives. And even for the hurt that we may go through, maybe even some pain you might be going through right now, God has a purpose for that. And I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know where you're at spiritually. Only God knows hearts. I don't know where you're at emotionally. Only, only God knows that's those things. Only God can look into the heart or conscience of a human being. But I know that, as I said a while ago, God loves you more than you could ever comprehend tonight. And he wants good things in your life. Our God is faithful, as we read there. So here's what I want you to do, because we're, we're doing good on time. We're going we're gonna to sing as an invitational. I know we don't always sing, but we're going to tonight. 441, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Not always an invitational hymn, but I believe it goes with the uh, message. So 441, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Great is Thy Faithfulness. 
So let's all stand. I'm going to have a real quick prayer here and ask God to begin to speak to our hearts. I'm going to ask that unless absolutely necessary that you don't go in or out. This isn't the time to start getting comfortable. This is the most important time in the whole service tonight as far as I'm concerned as we prepare our hearts to take the Lord's Supper. If you need to come and do business with the Lord tonight, you step out and come. You don't even have to wait. You just come on down here. If you need somebody to pray with you, you get my attention, whether it's to be saved or you just need somebody to pray for you or what have you. Uh, this, is, this is our opportunity to respond to what God has showed us tonight as we prepare to observe the Lord's Supper, as we focus in on his death and burial and resurrection. So, Father, we ask your blessing upon this invitation, dear God. Father, I'm, I'm not trying to drag things out, but I just want us to, while our hearts are tender possibly at this very moment,